Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Is any one person at fault in an affair? Where should the blame be placed? Is the mistress just as much a victim as the wife or girlfriend? Should the other woman ever tell a wife that her husband is cheating? Those are some of the questions that we'll try to answer tonight and with your help as well. That's after 10.15. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with passion at 514-800. Remember that you can always email me to laurie at drlaurie.com. I don't know how or why, but since before puberty, I've always been excited out of my mind at the thought of being naked, immobilized, then tickled insane forever. I can't stand being tickled, so why does it always arouse me? I want to be normal, and I wish I could not have a fetish as it's problematic. It's interesting. It's not the first time I hear of this uh, this fetish. It's actually quite popular, believe it or not. There are actually quite a few videos about this particular uh, type of fantasy. But when it comes to ta- when it comes to like fetishes, many people who have a um, particular fetish will use their their taboo, whatever they find taboo, in your case, it's being tickled to live out their erotic fantasy in their minds. You have to remember that this is a fantasy. It's not something that you would necessarily want to do in your real life. Having a fetish does not make you abnormal. So there's nothing wrong with you or anyone else who's having this type of fantasy Uh, to arouse yourself. Remember that it is just a fantasy and it can only, it only becomes problematic when it interferes with your life. So if it interferes with your sex life with your partner, for example, uh, you know, then, then it's problematic. So that kind of thing. Uh, Next question. My wife had a hysterectomy a little over a year ago. Ever since then, our sex life has dropped to almost none. My wife will have sex or foreplay with me, I think, out of guilt more than being horny. Don't get me wrong. It's wonderful, but it's so much better when she's into it, you know, into me. Is there anything I can do to help boost her sex drives? Uh, Hormones are awful. So I don't know if he's talking about her hormones or what have you. So what I don't know here is whether with her hysterectomy, the removal of her uterus, if her ovaries were also removed, if the ovaries were removed, then it would make sense for her to have like a sudden drop in uh, libido because she's no longer producing uh, estrogen. So if this is the case, she can use estrogen at least in her vagina. Very little gets in the bloodstream to make sure that she keeps the vagina in good health because if she experiences pain from vaginal dryness, that will not make her want to have at least not uh, intercourse. It's a good sign that she still engages in sex. It doesn't, uh, you know, it, she's still interested in you. Um, I'm sure I would think, and most women who have kind of low libido want to want it more. So 
That's a good sign. But we also have to understand how desire works. Many women in long-term relationships lose their spontaneous desire for sex, like that being horny feeling that you, you talk about. But they maintain their responsive desire, which means that once she engages in sex, once she makes the decision to do it, um, whether she truly like, you know, wants to, meaning that she's horny for it, kind of, uh, she feels good and her desire to continue kicks in. That's when the desire comes in. So you're associating her being horny to her being into you. Now that's not the case for many women. This also doesn't mean she is not into you or that she doesn't find you attractive. So the two are not related. I mean, they could be, but generally that's not the case. Cause when I ask women that question, that's not what comes through. Okay. So maybe what you want is to help her want to engage in sex more, maybe create the context for her to say yes more frequently, for example. So you might want to find out what she needs to be more relaxed. You don't want her to feel pressured for sure. Not that doesn't, that the opposite of feeling relaxed. Um, so find out what would make her decide to want to have sex more. Remember, it's a decision for many. It, it, there's a whole context here. Okay. It's not just, I feel like it. I will, I will. It, it's a, a lot more complex than that. And I know a lot of men kind of roll their eyes like, oh my God, women are so complicated. Well, that's just the way it is. So uh, we have to work with what we've got, right? Uh, so find out. Maybe she's interested or wants more romance for, uh, from you. Maybe she uh, would appreciate more time for herself. She's the one who's going to tell you what would make her feel more relaxed and therefore uh, more open to having sex. So I hope that's kind of clear. That's like in a nutshell. There's also, I did... um a TEDx talk on this subject. So if you go to my website or you, you just Google my name on YouTube, you will find a TEDx talk about uh, passion in long-term relationships that could be helpful for both of you to, uh, to watch. It's like, I think it's like 10 or 12 minutes long and it kind of, uh, encapsulates this whole message here that I'm uh, trying to, to, to send your way. Uh, if you find out you have herpes, but early, is it treatable? Well, unfortunately, there is no cure for herpes. Once you get this virus, it is in your blood forever. That's uh, not good news, right? Um, so when you have an outbreak, and not everybody gets outbreaks, by the way. So if you're prone to them, you can be on a treatment that's like on a preventative treatment. There are antiviral treatments. You need to ask your doctor for a prescription, but there are studies that show that using a medication, an antiviral, like something like Valtrex is one example of this, uh, can prevent the reoccurrences of genital herpes. Um, it, and it can also actually help prevent the spread of the virus also. So it's, it stops the outbreaks, but also, uh, prevents it. It's a little bit like, 
um, you know, there's some antiviral medications for HIV, for example. So they found that when uh, people with HIV take these antiviral cocktails, that they uh, they have a, a you know a, a negligible viral load, so that they don't transmit. So herpes is also a virus although it doesn't have the potential to kill you like HIV if if gone untreated not curable there's treatment versus cure okay so that's the 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 distinction so you've got to manage it herpes can be uh, managed so it's important to speak to your doctor about this to see how how frequent your outbreaks are and how you personally uh, should be able to manage this Coming up, we'll talk about the other woman, the one, you know, we often talk about affairs and we talk about the, the, the consequences of infidelity and how it affects the couple and such, but we rarely talk about that other person, the, the person on the outside, the one we often blame, right? Let's talk about her. We can talk about him too, but tonight we'll talk about her and maybe on another night we'll focus on the, the man or the other guy. But it could also be in um, homosexual relationships too, right? The other person. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Tonight on Passion, we talk about the other woman, the mistress. We'll leave the the guy lover for another time maybe i think it's a a different dynamic but we'll talk about that another time but i want to hear what you have to say do you believe that there is any one person at fault in an affair where should we uh where should the blame be placed because lots of times people get angry at the other person Uh, or do you think the mistress is just as much a victim as the wife is or or the girlfriend is so let's talk about that tonight i want to know um i want to know about her motivations i want to know why a mistress maintains this kind of relationship and how much she is really to blame let me know if you've ever been in that position have you ever been the other woman how did that turn out for you because the stats really are not great for um, being on the other side. Who is the typical uh, mistress? First of all, is she always a, a specific type of person? What kind of person could she be, right? You often ask, like, like who would do something like this or knowingly do something like this? But she could be anybody. She could be your neighbor. She could be, and I've heard this on multiple occasions, your best friend, (laughs) believe it or not. That's called a a double betrayal. Uh, She could be somebody you could probably be uh, friends with. So she might be just like you, maybe a loving and compassionate uh, person. So if we don't see her as a vindictive person, person because we always we often want to villainize or vilify the other woman then what is going through her head why on earth would she get involved with a married man 
Now, I don't want to, I know this is like, we can generalize and such, and I don't want to generalize to all situations. I certainly don't want to make excuses for anybody, but there are instances, and we've heard them on this show, when men simply forget to mention that they have a wife and kids at home or what have you. How many times have you heard people lamenting dating sites uh, saying that a lot of the, the, the men they meet are married guys? right? Uh, and as one person says, question, did the mistress know she was the mistress? That's exactly uh, one situation, right? Where maybe she didn't know. But then there are other times when the mistress is absolutely made aware of uh, the wife and she hears things like, uh, but I'm filing for divorce. I'm, I'm, we're really separated. We don't sleep together. We sleep in separate rooms. We're we're, we're heading towards divorce and guess what? He never actually does. And I've seen situations like this of mistresses being there for sometimes decades, by the way. There's a, a, an interesting statistic that shows that if he hasn't left his wife in the first six months of the affair, he probably never will. So Think about that also before you fall head over heels for someone who is with someone else. And the other thing to, to think about is the level of trust. Um, many times when I've seen couples who have started out as an affair and who are now having troubles of their own, one of the major issues is trust. Because over time, it's like, well, wait a minute, if he was unhappy at home and then had an affair with me, now that he's unhappy with me, is he going to have an affair with someone else? We'll have to have a look at that. I want to hear from you, though. If you have been the other woman, I want to know how it turned out for you. One texter says, that's exactly what he said to me, right, that he was going to leave his wife, right? That he was in the process of separation and that he couldn't leave the house because for whatever reasons, but truly they were separated. It's funny. Only he felt he was separated. If you checked with the wife, she probably didn't know he was separated. Uh, so you've got, uh, you've got that. Then, um, you have a situation where maybe a mistress knows about the wife and doesn't care. Uh, she, she just doesn't care. She's pursuing the affair and, and, and that's it. Just thinking uh, of herself in that situation. And then you have some women who lack like complete ethical standards or, and deliberately set out to uh, snare a married man, especially if he is wealthy or um, famous. I think it's wrong to think that if it weren't for this third party, that the affair would not have happened because oftentimes the other person, it's easier to blame the other person, right? For the affair, but that's a mistake. Uh, unfortunately, that's a common thought process for the person who's been uh, cheated on. They, they want to look to place the blame on someone, uh, and usually it's someone other than the person they're trying to build, a, you know, to maintain a relationship with. Um, but the truth of the matter, matter is, is that if it isn't her, if it wasn't this particular mistress, it would have been another one. That's the... Uh, reality. Remember that the affairs aren't necessarily about the other person. They're about the cheaters need to escape. 
with anyone. It's not, it's not that particular, um, person, but we need to think about, I, I want to know like, what is the mistress thinking before she enters a relationship with a man she knows is married? And that's kind of a difficult, I guess it's difficult to find out, but there are many different, um, possibilities. One of which is it's a fantasy relationship. So you can be drawn to that other, other person because it's, it's fantasy. When people are in affairs, they really only present a side of themselves that is, it's not really reflective of who they are completely as a, as a whole, uh, person. They actually don't even know much about the, the other person. And that presents a sense of, uh, of adventure and fantasy possibly, uh, for the mistress as well. Uh, some men make their mistresses feel special by placing them on a, on a pedestal and, of course, many mistresses like to feel comforted by the idea that he would have been with her if circumstances had been different. Another illusion in a way. They, I, I believe many times uh, these mistresses or these lovers or these women trick themselves into believing that they are actually pursuing a relationship when in fact, they may just be addicted to the emotional aspect of it all. The, the conquest, the competition, the secrecy, these things make it more exciting. You know, that some taboo things can be more exciting. It could be that she is in complete denial, um, about the relationship. Maybe she's convinced herself that he would leave his wife if he could, and that they really do love each other to the degree that he would leave his wife for her. I want to hear your thoughts as we talk about the other woman. And the other question I have, which we'll talk about later is, should the other woman ever tell a wife that her husband is cheating? Would you, would you want to know? Would you want to get a phone call like that? Um, many wealthy men have a prenup before getting married. Many insecure married women may just turn their head and just try not to think about it and enjoy the lifestyle. That, uh, that could be true of some, some people, uh, who feel they can't leave a particular marriage because if they leave, then, uh, yes, their lifestyle will be uh, greatly affected or they stay because uh, of the children or maybe they, they don't have a means to support themselves or there's whatever reasons there are. And so they don't want to know they, they kind of, you're right. They, they put their heads in the sand and they, you know, what I don't know, what I don't see. Uh, I'll just, you know, assume whatever, uh, that's possible. So imagine if you get a phone call, that particular person in that particular situation gets a phone call from the other woman. Now she's like faced with a fact, right? It's more of a fact and it, uh, disruptive in a whole other, uh, in a whole other way. But we'll, we'll talk about that for sure. So, and, and what about the other thing too is, um, that I've seen anyway, at least in, in, in my practice from mistresses who have consulted, uh, many of them have low self-esteem or some lack of self-esteem and feel somehow deep down that they, 
that this is like the best that they deserve. Like they only deserve crumbs, not the whole loaf of bread. Um, and, and that puts them in a very vulnerable uh, position, right? And then you have women who are uh, emotionally unavailable themselves. Like they don't want a real relationship. They want unavailable par- partners to avoid uh, real intimacy. And sometimes you see this in the websites, right? So women who will go on, uh, um, like Ashley Madison, you know, the website, uh, for married people and they, they choose married people for a reason because they don't want any more. They just want casual sex or they just want to have fun with no ties, with no potential of the person, um, getting hooked on them or what have you. So the married guys are kind of safe, uh, for them. So I think many of us are quick to condemn or, or criticize the, the third party. We often have this vision of them as being like a femme fatale kind of person. Think, uh, you know, um, what, what was that movie? Now the name escapes me, but we always think about that with the bunny in the soup or whatever. Uh, you know what I'm talking about if you've seen the movie, but are they really like superior, inferior? Like we, you know, the, the, the person who's been cheated on will often compare themselves to that other person. The only real thing that they have going for them is that they're different, that they're not you. That's the reality. Cause they could be anybody prettier, not as pretty, uh, older, younger, like, you know, more accomplished, less accomplished. It's not about the comparison. It's just, about the difference. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Here's a question I have for you. Should the other woman ever tell a wife that her husband is cheating or vice versa? If it's uh, a guy, should the guy tell the, the, uh, you know, reverse the situation. Uh, if you've been on that end, if you have been the other, then I want to hear your experiences. I want to hear how it turned out for you. Got a couple of texts here. I was younger at the time, but I told the girlfriend I was the other woman because she deserved to know. She hated me, but I heard through her friends she was happier to know. I would want to know because I don't want to be with that person and it gives me strength to leave or not. Uh, and then the movie was, yes, Fatal Attraction with Glenn Close and Michael Douglas. That just scare anybody into uh, not having an affair. Saw it with my mother and sister. The promo movie before was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Talk about a contrast from Graham. Thank you. Uh, I, I've been, and to a certain degree, am still the other woman. We met, I was only 19. He's five months older than me. He got his ex-wife pregnant. We met at work. I didn't know he was married in the beginning, but found out through people at work. I was so innocent, naive, pure, and a virgin to boot. I had lived a very protective life. He never promised me anything, but I always knew he wouldn't stay with his ex-wife. We have a lot of baggage, so to speak, together. He's not rich or anything like that. I'm not a bad person in any way, 
but a lot of people think the other woman is evil. I just never realized, but today know he has serious issues and always needs to prove how great he is. People shouldn't be quick to judge the other woman. The man is the bigger problem, and yes, we are still involved. Uh, the, I, I would say yes, the man is the bigger problem. doesn't mean that the mistress doesn't have her own issue, but who's to blame in a marriage? He, the person who cheated, is the one uh, to blame. Sometimes the other woman, what does she, like for her, it's a relationship, How whatever kind of, of relationship or whatever she is getting out of it for some reason, is she the one doing the wrong or is he the one doing the wrong? Like who should you be blaming? And oftentimes we're quick to blame the the other party, the third party, when in fact you really should be looking at the person who actually betrayed you. Unless, of course, and I've seen this happen on multiple occasions where the the mistress happens to be in the circle of friends of the wife or the girlfriend, and then you have a double betrayal. And that is a horrible situation uh, to be in and can be uh, quite traumatic. I think most men with mistresses are men who are away from home a lot. Uh, not necessarily. Um, seen all kinds of situations. I've seen, uh, I knew of one woman who I was, um, seeing who was telling me that she had discovered that her, her husband had a, a mistress and yes, he, he happened to be working, uh, out of town quite a bit, but for 30 years, 30 years, it was a secret. So all kinds of situations happen, but this telling, right? Should the other person, the third person, the third party, tell the person who's been cheated on? That's quite an ethical uh, conundrum for people who have had affairs uh, with others who are in long-term relationships. Do you tell their primary partner? Is it your story to tell or is the impetus to come clean all on the spouse? Which one? What do you think about this? 514-800. I'd love to get some of your uh, thoughts on this. Now, maybe there are circumstances to this. I don't know. Like, if the affair was a one-time encounter versus something that was ongoing or a, a deeply involved relationships. I imagine if the, if the affairs are in the past and the other person is committed to their marriage, would you still advise the person to, uh, disclose? Yeah, it might be difficult to hold on to, uh, that secret, but it might destroy the, a relationship that this couple is trying to rebuild, right? So do you want to be a party to that? One woman says, we had been together for two years. And for me, I didn't want to make someone else's choices for, the, for them. I didn't want to force my lover's hand or betray the trust that we had built. I left the telling up to him. After all, it was his relationship that was affected. I thought it was his choice to be honest, not mine. What do you think? 514-800 to, uh, to text in. 
When I was married, I found out the husband of a couple we know had a mistress. I told my wife in confidence. She told his wife. I was so upset with my wife because I trusted her not to say anything. We had trust issues because of that. Of course, it's very difficult if the if your wife was friends with that wife of your friend and she's holding this secret and you're getting together, there's it's it's it is a dilemma. It is an ethical dilemma because your wife probably went through the thinking, well, if it was me, I would want her to tell me, right? It's, um, it's I can see where your trust was uh, betrayed by, by her sharing this secret, but that is not the, I, to me, that is not the kind of secret that is safe uh, because then you're putting it in the lap of someone else to make that same ethical decision. I think if you enter into an agreement where the other person knows that you're in a relationship that's kind of a mutual promise to keep it a secret, it may be wrong, it may be bad, but I think finding out that the person you're sleeping with is in a relationship is a different scenario scenario. But if you know from the get-go that they're in a relationship and you're choosing to be that person, then it's absolutely not your place to tell them. I imagine that that happens more often when someone's been, you know, like the broken up with, like, um, well, very much like in fatal attraction, what happened? He tried to end the relationship and she was like, you know, the worst kind of harassment possible. Uh, but nonetheless, like that can happen. Uh, she was my wife. Where does her devotion lie? Me or her friend? Well, I think that's a very difficult position for her to, to, to put her in. Frankly, I, I have a hard time with that one. Uh, let's see. Um, so what, okay. So one of the questions I would ask is what's the motivation for disclosing the affair, right? Like that's a big one for me. What would be the motivation? Is it after she's been spurned or, or pushed away and it's a way to strike back? It's a way to regain power by revealing the relationship. If that's the case, I'm going to tell you now, it will rarely work in your favor. I don't know what you would want to gain, um, from that. If it's to punish, uh, your lover for staying with their partner, um, they're unlikely to come back to you. It's going to backfire if that's your motivation. What other motivations would you want to know? I think I would want to know. But who's going to tell you, right? Would you want to hear it from the other woman? Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Talking about uh, the other woman and uh, should she ever tell a wife or a girlfriend that her husband is cheating. Uh, This text writes, in my opinion, a guy who considers himself a loyal man, if I am with someone I care for, I care enough not to hurt my wife, girlfriend. Doctors can fix many things. No doctor can fix a broken heart. Why go outside 
when what you want is at home, two breasts, vagina, a caring heart, and someone you can rely on. If that's not good enough, leave. Uh, well, you're making a argument for, like, why do people have affairs? Like, why not just leave the, the situation? Except there are uh, many different reasons why people have affairs, and we can do a whole show on that. But right now, it's about the um, the disclosure. So we talked about where the disclosure doesn't come from a good place, right? So a spurned uh, lover, what have you, wants to get back at the the lover for staying with their partner, for not leaving them. Uh, remember this: that most, um, if they if if the other person doesn't leave their marriage within six months, statistically, they probably won't. Another statistic that I heard is that uh, the divorce rate or the split up rate, breakup rate of um, an, a relationship that started as an affair is somewhere in the 90% uh, range. So it's not, uh, not the best, right? Uh, so talking about it for some people it can come from a place of uh, of goodwill like i knew of another situation where the 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 ex-wife the relationship was not a good one it was quite abusive and uh, the wife kind of figured there had found some evidence and knew there was stuff going on but didn't know for sure and so when the the mistress called her and told her what her husband was doing with her. It just confirmed everything for her and made it easier for her to leave uh, the relationship. So for some, it can be a, a really good thing, right, in, in that way. It can confirm it and then um, help you leave a situation. For others, though, it has also done quite the opposite. The disclosure can actually end up being helpful where a marriage gets, uh, you know, it goes into chaos for a bit, but then decides that they really want to rebuild and work through. And that situation I've seen uh, quite often as well. Uh, she or he should know, but I would not want to be the one to tell. Yeah. What is worse for a man is wife having a female mistress. Well, not worse, but a man having an affair with another man would make any wife crazy. In that case, I think <laughs> that's an interesting uh, perspective, but it might be less um, less traumatic in some way because there's the, I'm not competing with another woman. Like, how can I compete with someone's orientation kind of thing? So that's a whole other, that's a whole other, you know, uh, ball game. Anyway, there was this woman who she, she calls herself an infidelity analyst. Now she was a mistress for, uh, years and she, uh, decided to do a program for women to help them break free from their married men. I think they had, I think it was a reality TV series at some point. Now she'd been a mistress for many years to, uh, multiple married men. Some of them were very high profile until one of them broke her heart and she vowed to help other mistresses avoid the same pain she suffered. So she started this 12 step program for mistresses, uh, similar to like, you know, AA kind of thing. She felt that in an affair, people always talked about the wife or the husband that 
but that mistresses are people too. She states that they are people who made bad choices, but that they too feel pain when they are discarded in a relationship or when a married man refuses to leave his wife for them. And one of our texters said this quite well, being the mistress um, herself. So this woman's view, her name is uh, Ms. Uh, Simons, uh, is, is that people are too quick to judge the mistress when in fact the man is the one risking his wife and family. She says that he in fact is the homewrecker choosing to break apart his home and his life, that a mistress cannot force an unwilling man uh, to cheat. I want to know what you think about that. And she says that the role of the mistress is one of the of an, an enabler. She provides him with what he needs, often what he is not getting at home, whether it's sex or ego stroking, attention, etc., etc. So, yes, an infidelity analyst, <laughs> like a prostitute with a heart, kind of, kind of. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, she's helping other women uh, learn about this, right? Um, so why is it that some someone would become a mistress? I think there may be a lot of lies that mistresses actually believe, you know, like I'm his, I'm really his uh, true love. I'm the one, right, above the, uh, the wife. But what happens once the excitement and the mystery is gone? It was gone from the first relationship, went for another one, right? Why is the affair any different? What about the fact that there's no, in the affair, there's, there's much less stress in terms of kids and money issues and the responsibility of, you know, putting effort into a marriage and, and all of these things. That's what makes cheating appealing to many. They don't have any of these marital responsibilities. So how, you know, why do you think it would work with you? It's the same thing. Another lie that she may be telling herself to make it kind of okay is that his wife is cold and doesn't know how to keep him happy. Remember that those are his words usually, right? He's explaining to you that his wife was cold or inattentive to his needs. You're only hearing things from his point of view. Oftentimes what ends up happening is the wives are not even aware that anything is wrong in their relationship. And they continue to have sex with their husbands. These husbands are still having sex with their wives. Not everything he's telling you is necessarily true. He's telling you what you want to hear. Think about it for a minute. If he's going to lie to his wife, don't you think he's capable of lying to you as well? But of course, think about that. Now, some people will say, I don't care if he's married. I don't care about his wife. That's her problem. Really? You, you don't care? As you become more attached to him, you won't care? You will care and you will get hurt. Maybe that's your defense mechanism because you feel you can't be number one or you're not deserving of that place. And then, of course, the final... The biggest lie 
is that he's going to leave his family for me. Statistically, this is highly, highly unlikely. A much more common scenario is that the cheating husband gets caught and begs and pleads his wife to stay with him. Remember, maybe it's not about the wife. It could be about him not wanting to lose his family, his kids, or, or, or the life that he's uh, grown accustomed to. And of course, you know, once he leaves his wife, I will get his full attention and I, and it will be just me and him. No, no, he probably won't. And if he does, you're going to always worry about him being with someone else the same way he was with someone else when he was married. Lots of things to consider. Maybe one day we'll do a show on, on, uh, the other man in the the man being the third person i wonder if that's different uh than the the female role in this we'll leave that for another day thank you so much for spending your time with me thank you for all these uh wonderful texts really do appreciate it and thanks to uh, jimmy garafalis our technical producer tonight you can connect with me on social media at dr Lori batito or through my website drlaurie.com Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. Living all right.